Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle Chapter 28 Natasha ducked off the path, sat on a rock, and opened the note. She read the words. Fast, fast, fast. She squeezed her eyes shut and tried to empty herself of everything. A bird sang. A small animal scuffled. A breeze ruffled the note, and Natasha smoothed it against her thigh. She looked down and read it again, each and every word. Natasha, I saw your name in the paper. Oh, honey, an honorable mention. If I were there, I'd wrap you up in the biggest hug ever and take you out for ice cream. I'd ask to read the story you submitted, and I hope you would let me. But if you didn't, I'd understand. Certain things are private. Certain things can't be shared, not in the ordinary way. But writing, whether you show it to anyone or not, is a safe way to let things out, isn't it? Safer at any rate. You and I are alike, I think. We can both say things on paper that we can't say out loud. That's why, for me, notes are easier than talking. That's why I got scared. I thought maybe you'd want to talk. That's why I suggested it way back when. Then I thought, what if she's better off without me? The same old problem. It's always the same old problem. But that's why the notes stopped, in case you were wondering. It was me, not you. It always has been. Oh, Natasha, you must have hated me when you read the wishing day letter I left you. You did get the letter, didn't you? Of course you did. I'm sure you did. It's just your father. I hope he did as I asked. That's all. Well, sweet girl... I can't say what I need to say out loud or on paper. I try to open my heart and the wings come crashing down. My tears are smearing the ink. I love you, Natasha, always. Mama. When Natasha lifted her head, the forest was just as it had been. Leaves rustled. Two chickadees quarreled above her, then flew to another tree and took up their argument again. A bar of light fell across her lap, brightening the faded blue of her jeans. Was the note truly from Mama? If it was, then the others were too, right? Natasha folded the note and tucked it into the small pouch at the top of her backpack. Pack which she carefully zipped closed. She walked to Papa's workshop. She rapped on the wooden door. No one responded. Papa, she said. She heard a bang, followed by a short exclamation of pain. He'd stubbed his toe, maybe, or banged his elbow on his drafting table. Papa, it's me, Natasha. I'm coming in. Papa stopped nursing his thumb when she stepped through the doorway. Natasha, he said. Natasha thought three things in rapid succession. He looks so old, way older than he should. He loves me so much. 
I love him too. Then an ache of loneliness pierced her heart. Those things were true, but threaded through all of them was a sadder truth. And yet he doesn't know me. Not really. Is it time for supper? He asked. He squinted at the window where dust motes floated in the gold filmy light. Surely it's too early for supper unless... Oh no, I didn't forget another birthday, did I? Papa, stop. Natasha said. Two years ago, Ava staged an elaborate birthday dinner for Papa. She made place cards. She planned the menu. She left personalized invitations on everyone's pillow the night before, requesting that all guests be seated in the dining room by 5 p.m. on the dot. It was very cute and very Ava and at 5.01, she stepped proudly out of the kitchen with a tray of stacked blini, the Russian version of crepes. They were delicious and buttery and warm, or they would have been if they'd been gobbled up straight away, as they were meant to be. But Ava insisted they waited for Papa, who didn't come and didn't come, and who wasn't in his workshop when Natasha pushed back her chair and went to get him. He'd gone into town because he'd run out of wood stain. He'd forgotten it was his birthday entire, entirely. The Bellini were cold and rubbery when Aunt Vera said, for heaven's sake, and forked a bite into her mouth despite Ava's protest. The others followed suit, and everyone lied and told Ava they were perfect. Papa showed up half an hour later, baffled by everyone's chilly response. No, you didn't forget anyone's birthday, Natasha said. And no, it's not time for dinner. Papa relaxed. Right, yes, good, he hesitated. In that case, do you have a letter for me, Natasha asked. Papa looked at her without comprehension. From Mama, and you were supposed to give it to me on my wishing day. Papa rubbed the back of his neck. Oh, that. He looked sad, like he always did when anybody mentioned Mama. It's just that your aunt said it would be better, you see, to wait. So I held on to it. Natasha willed herself to act calm. But there is a letter from Mama. She left one for each of you girls, Papa said. Can I have it? The one for me? A shadow moved across his face. Natasha felt a swell of frustration. Yes, be sad, she thought. Yes, stay in your own world. That's nothing new. But give me the letter first. Papa, she said. He pulled himself together. Yes, yes, if Vera and Elaine... Elena changed their minds, then of course. He went to the desk he used when he did his accounting. With a small gold key, he unlocked the uppermost drawer. He opened it and took out three creamy envelopes. <sighs> For all of Natasha's life, Papa's desk had stood at the far end of his workshop and ever since she was five, there'd been a locked drawer and a letter within the drawer from her mama. Three letters from her mother. 
and she'd known nothing about any of it. What else didn't she know? Papa shifted, and his broad shoulders blocked Natasha's view. She heard the drawer slide shut and the click of the key hitting home. When he turned, he held a single envelope against his chest. He crossed the room and offered it to her, but he didn't let go when she took hold of it. His eyes swam with tears. Seeing them made tears spring to Natasha's eyes. I love you very much, Natasha, Papa said. I love you too, she said. She could feel the sealed flap on the underside of the envelope. On the front was Natasha's name, written in the same loopy cursive as the other notes she'd received. Your mother was a good woman, he said. Is a good woman, and she loves you too. You need to know that. Okay, Natasha said. Papa let go of the envelope, and Natasha stumbled back. Her backpack hit a lute. Its strings sighed a lonely note. Natasha, he said. Yes. Will it be dinner time soon? He looked old and lost. And Natasha hated him a bit, even as she loved him. Yes, she said, and turned and hurried out the door.